Our motto this year is to see God clearer. Now, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at some of the attributes of God, the greatness of God, and the goodness of God. Last week, we looked at the idea that for us to fully understand God, it's not just about knowing who God is, but it's to understand His heart. And His heart is for the lost. His heart is for the lost. And for us to see God clearly, we need to not just understand God, but His heart, but we need to understand why we exist. What's God's purpose for our lives? One of the biggest questions that so many people have in their lives, right? Like, what's, why do I exist? If you've never asked that question before, it's a great time to do so. Like, surely you don't exist just to breathe. Surely you don't exist just to earn money. Surely God did not create you and put you on this earth just to have a few kids and, and you know, just go through the rat race. Surely there's more. But we can only work that out when we see God clearly. And the passage we want to read tonight is from Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. It's coming on the screen. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Can I tell you, when you don't know why you exist, when you don't know what your purpose is in your life, you are wasting your time. I only got a short period to preach today, so I'm just going to get straight into it. When you don't know why you are meant to wake up in the morning, then that day is a wasted day. What a waste. Think about it. You wake up and you go, well, what should I do today? Oh, I just go get a job and I just learn, work and I just study. And For why? Why do you do that? Oh, you know, because I just want to, you know, earn my way up and I just want to make some friends. Why? Why do you do that? And at, at any point when you keep asking the why question and you get to a point where you, at the end you go, well, I don't know. Well, what's the point? You're living an I don't know life. But friends, when we see God clearly and when we understand his heart, can I tell you, it's only when we seek God, clearly, we understand the purpose for our lives. And it's right there in that passage, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything Jesus commanded. Our purpose is given to us by our Creator. You exist because God created you. And he created you with a specific purpose. You know what's so funny, right? Too many times we think we get to make up our own purpose in life. We wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to do this today. I think I'm created to do this today. Now, if you don't believe you were created and you suddenly magically appeared and you're the circle of life kind of a person, then okay, fine. You go do that. But if we believe that we were created by God, then we need to ask God, God, why did you create me? And until we know what God wanted for us, we are walking around thinking and living a life that we think is the right way. But it's only when we truly see God clearly do we really know what it is. And it's about making disciples. It's about living a life that is being a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, and to help others do the same. Now, does that mean don't, don't go to work? No, go to work and make disciples. Does that mean, you know, I don't need to go to school, I don't need to study? No, study, 
and go and make disciples. Does that mean I don't need to get married and, and not have? No. You know what? When you have children, they are in-house disciples. Everything we do is around that purpose of discipleship. You know, for some of us, right, we don't see God clearly. It's blurry. It's hazy, right? And so what happens is we let the world tell us what the purpose of our life is. And if you let the world tell you what the purpose of your life is, you're going to live for comfort. You're going to live for 2.4 kids, okay, an SUV, a cushy job, a house, retirement, living on the beach, playing golf twice a week, right? That's what the world says is the purpose of your life. The world tells us that our purpose is to obtain as much stuff and then we will be happy. There's a movie. It's called Get Rich or Try Dying. That's pretty much the purpose of what the world tells us. That, that, that's like you go and do that. That's what the world tells us. You know, for some of us, we don't listen to the world, but we listen to ourselves. It's all about me. It's all about my happiness. It's all about uh, my peace. I need to be liked. I need to be rich. And a lot of it is all just self-driven. How can I be the best version of me? And for some of us, if we're honest, we have no idea why we exist. You have no idea why you exist. You have no idea why you wake up in the morning. You have no idea why you go to work. You have no idea, why, what am I doing with my life? But when we see God clearly, and we, when we understand what God's purposes are for us, then we know precisely why we exist, and it's to make disciples. What is a disciple? It's a follower. Who are they following? They're following Jesus. Not knowing about Jesus it's not just knowing about Jesus, but it's about recognizing Jesus in our lives, our thoughts, our attitudes, to belong, to become, and bless in Jesus' name. This is what a disciple of Jesus looks like. And when we see God, when we see God clearly, we get to recognize God's love for us and that we are forgiven of our sins by the blood of Jesus. And we are purposed to make disciples for him. Uh, Matthew chapter 25 verse 1 to 13 is an interesting story that Jesus tells us about God's kingdom. Let me just read the story. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. So the groom. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Verse 6, at midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. No, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. Verse 10, but while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. 
The five wise women took oil in jars along with their lamps. They were prepared. They were prepared because they knew exactly what was happening. They knew what their purpose was and it was to wait Wait for the groom to come. The foolish ones did not take oil because they were not prepared. Verse 13, therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Let me ask you this question, my friends. If Jesus came down today, if Jesus came down today, would he find you living out the purpose that God gave to you? If Jesus came down today and God's given you a specific purpose and a specific reason for your existence, would he find you living that out? Or would you be doing something else, committed to something else, distracted by something else? I will tell you that when we see God clearly, can I tell you this? When you see God clearly, you don't have time to be committed to other things. When you see God clearly, you don't have time to be distracted by the things of this world because you are clear on the purpose of your life and you are committed to your God. Friends, don't waste your life based on blurry, empty promises from the world. Be who God created you to be and do what God purposed in your life, which is go and make disciples. This year, we want to be a disciple-making church. Everything we do, as we see God clearer, we want to recognize that it's part of the discipleship process. It's, it's a clear purpose of our existence, and we need to be living this out intentionally. What's going to make this year different from every other year? Right? Well, my hope and my prayer is that the vision that we have as a church, that we're really going to live it out this year. You know, if I was to give you one line of what this year looks like and what my expectations are from our church community this year, it's please don't waste 2020. Please don't waste 2020. I think the, the vision and the mission and the purpose of who you are and who the church is is very clear. Don't waste your life. Uh, this week, woke up Monday morning, and I, my, a lot of people would already know this, but my, Monday morning, and I don't know why, I was up super early, like 6.20 or something. I don't know. I know that's not super early for some, but for me, it's super early, right? And after reading my Bible, because that's the first thing that I do on most days, um, I was watching Zach. And Zach and I were just hanging out. He was just playing and I was just hanging out. And as I do, because I'm switched on and I want to know what's happening around the world, okay, I went on my phone and I went on the news. And there's this breaking story that Kobe Bryant, one of the most influential basketball players in America, has been in a helicopter accident. Now it was really early because I went on all these other websites and it hadn't actually, the story hadn't come up yet. ESPN, NBA.com. I was checking, I was like, nah, because you know, there's so much fake news, right? There's so much fake news these days, you know? Like so many people in the, in the, in the fake world have already died, you know? And, and, I, and I was waiting for this story to be verified, and then, and, then, and, then, and then in the next sort of 20 minutes, it did, and I was like, no, 
All right, Kobe Bryant, 41 years old, died in a helicopter accident. And it, when it first came out, it said that there was five people that died. And then as the hour went, more details came out about the crash. And actually, it was nine people that died. And what was so sad was one of them was his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. And that's her. You read the story and you go, what was Kobe doing? He was taking her to a basketball camp. It's seriously the equivalent of me driving one of my kids to soccer training. It was like just a routine thing. You know, it, it was just something so normal. And yet, in that moment, nine people lost their lives. And that morning, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but, you know, it was like shocking. 41 years old, four children, oldest 13-year-old. My son, my oldest, turns 13 this year. Scared the crap out of me. And all I could think about was, man, life's so short. This morning... Or last night, if you turn on the news, four kids just went for a walk and an out-of-control four-wheel drive plowed onto the sidewalk, onto the sidewalk, knocked out and killed four children, similar ages, 13 down. And it was interesting because three of the kids came from one family. They had six kids. Six kids. Three of them died. To her in hospital. And I, I was watching the news this morning, and the father of those three, he gets up and, mate, you're a brave man. You're a brave man. You just lost three of your kids. You're a brave man. He gets out there and he says, man, just hug the, hug the ones that are closest to you because you, you don't know what's going to happen. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to live this short temporary life that you have no control over? Building your kingdom? Chasing your dreams? Or living out the very purpose that God has given to you? Don't you want to to be in that place exactly what your God wanted for you? He created you for a specific purpose. Don't you want to be doing that or you want to waste your life away trying to be comfortable trying to become famous or retire early. Friends, when we see God clearly, and and I think this is the point, you've got to be able to see God clearly because if you don't see God clearly, then you, this whole purpose of God is all phase, it's all fuzzy. Only when we see God clearly, we will be able to see ourselves clearly. And only when we see God clearly, we will be able to know what our purpose is. And God said, go and make disciples. Greg Popovich is the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. Um, after Kobe Bryant's death, there were all these tributes and all these teams, and they all had these, um, you know, obviously very emotional. A lot of these guys had played with Kobe, against Kobe. And um, Greg Popovich, he, he's the coach of the US basketball team, so obviously had coached Kobe. 
they, they, they hear the news of the death of Kobe Bryant and then in a few hours they have to play a game, right? Because they're, they're professional sportsmen, so they have to play. They play this game and, and, and they interviewed him. And, and he said this line, and I was watching this interview, and they go, Greg, you know, what do you think of today's game? And he said something that I think is going to stick with me, and it just made so much impression to me. And he said this, he goes, yeah, good game, tough loss, who cares? Good game, tough loss, who cares? See, when we have perspective in life, you start working out really what's important. You really start working out where you should be investing your life into. And so many times, we just, we just got it wrong. Because we don't see God clearly. For, for a lot of us, we don't even see God. God's not even in the picture. And that's why you live for yourself. That's why you live for your comfort. That's why you want to earn the extra dollar. That's why you want to you know, be a somebody because you don't see God. But when we see God, when we see Him clearly, we recognize that God is creator, that God created the universe, that we're a part of His plan. Not that He's a part of ours. And suddenly everything that we do, whether we're working, whether we're married, whether we have kids, whether we're earning money, and I'm not saying they're all bad things. No, go and do them and do them well, but do them for God. It's different. You can do the exact same thing for two completely different purposes. And what I'm saying is when you see God clearly, you start living for Him because you have no choice but to live for the true and living God. It's only when you go, mm, I don't know if God's real or not, and you start living for yourself. Good game, tough loss, who cares? Now, I don't want to belittle your life, but I, I could probably say the same thing about what you're doing now. Good game, tough loss, who cares? Your job, Good game, tough loss, who cares? In the eternal scope of things. In the eternal scope of things. If the Bible is correct on what it says it does, what it says it is, right? That this life is temporary, but what awaits us is eternity. If that's what the Bible tells us, and if we see God clearly and if we believe that, then that should change the way we view this life and what we do in it. Problem is, we don't see that clearly. We don't believe the Bible in what it says to be. That's why we're so invested into this life. Can I tell you, if I don't win the Nobel Prize, good game, tough loss, who cares? Right? I know this is going to sound really bad, but if, if, if all of my kids fail the HSC, Good game, tough loss, who cares? Now, if my kids don't meet God personally and their eternity is affected by that, that's not a good game, tough loss, who cares? That's, that was the game. We need to understand what game we're playing. We need to understand what field we're playing on. 
Friends, I pray that this year in 2020 that you will see God clearer than ever before. That when you read scripture, that you will see what God is saying to you, what, who God is and what He is about, that you'd start to understand that more and more and more. And as you see Him clearer, that you will start to live out this life, this short, this very short, this very temporary life for something bigger than yourself. God loves you. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. That's got to start meaning a little bit more. I pray that you would live out your purpose. That we as a church this year would not waste another year. Not to say that we've wasted a year, but you know, we're we're really going to go for it this year. We really want to go for it. And we're going to make mistakes and things aren't going to work out. And we're going to lose money here and there. And hey. But that's what we're called to do. We're called to reach the lost. We're called to save the lost. And we're going to do everything that we can to bring more and more people to Christ. We're going to do everything that we can for people to understand that they are loved and known by God, that they're important to God. Friends, let's not waste this year. Let's not waste this year on worldly successes or selfish desires, but let's live this year seeing God clearer and clearer and living out the purpose that he has for each and every one of us, and that's to go and make disciples. Let's pray.